Hello everyone, welcome to the Mouth Off. This is the official podcast of heyyouguys.co.uk. Just so that you know, that's hey you, and that's the letter you, guys.co.uk. My name is John Lyce and I'm here with Dave who's going to say hello. Hello there. And uh, we are bringing you our first podcast. Um, the site has been up for about three or four months. Uh, we love film. That's the reason why we're doing this. And in particular, we are children of the 80s, so we love 80s films. Hence, uh, hence the... Yeah, absolutely. So hence the hey, you guys. Um, so we hope that you enjoy the podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoy the site. One thing we need from you is we need you to get involved. That's why we've created a very special email account, which you can email us at, and that's mouthoff at heyyouguys.co.uk. That's one word, okay? So mouthoff at heyyouguys.co.uk. So give us anything you want. Give us suggestions, give us questions, um, and get involved because it's great fun. Great fun. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to go through bits of film news. Um, we've got some trailers. There's also a couple of anniversaries and some upcoming films we're going to talk about. Um, then films that are new uh, to the UK, we're going to have a look at as well. Uh, we're going to follow that up with a look at the Oscars, which are happening tomorrow night, uh, to see if they're still relevant. And we hope that you enjoy it. So, Dave, first thing we have is the bit of film news. Now, if you've seen this week, we've blogged it, and I have probably haven't shut up about it for the last um, six months, the fact that Transformers 2 is coming out. It's Michael Bay's new big hitter, his summer blockbuster, and it's um, it's looking like it's going to be good. So if you check the trailer, I think it's on TransformersTheMovie.com, and you can see the trailer there. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it, because it looks amazing. Um, Especially HD, which is what you put up on the site. As HD, well. yeah, you have to. So on the site, if you go there, I think it's on the second page at the moment when this will be posted. But um, you'll be able to see it on there, and um, yeah, it's looking good. It looks pretty much insane, just like the first one, but with a robot the size of Belgium. Yeah, they've come. got they've got this robot called the Devastator, which apparently is a uh, hundred robots all joined together to create one. But um, John, you're not so keen on this because you've you, you in the original Transformers, you, uh, you said that there was a, a the Devastator was only actually made of, of five. It's true, Dave. I, I, I don't know what they're playing at, but to be honest with you, it's not um, it's not faithful to what you remember when you were a kid, and that doesn't really matter. I don't think you only have you know idiot people like me who want Optimus Prime to transform exactly in the way that you remembered when you were a kid, um, and that wouldn't look too good on film. I don't think so. I mean, I have to say that I, I mean we talked about this, but the um, the first film was 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 great fun. Um, and it, you're not going to get you know, any decent philosophy out of it, but it was just too messy. There was so much going on, um, and you know, I think uh, I, I just hope that the camera pulls back. There's not so much you know, going on at once. Um, but, I mean, some people like that. To me, it just looked like a, you know, it looked like a mess. It looked like an explosion in a car factory, and I that was it. I thought the first but, one was out of this world. I mean, it's... The, everything about it was perfect. There was the, the script lacked a little bit in places, but it's supposed to be, you know. Sort Hang of... on a second. Was there a script? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's me being facetious, but you know, you carry on. Well, I think Optimus Prime saying "my bad" wasn't exactly the best line that I've ever heard him come out with. But um, that's no, it. Was it. That's it. That's it was like adults loved it, kids loved it. Um, you know, I think it was a twelve, wasn't it? And so, so you could take your kids along to it and still just see this inane violence that of, uh, <laughs> of robots running down a road and blowing stuff up. But, um, Which is great, and, and that's it. And I, and I love it when they do cool stuff like a plane flying in and it transforms into a robot, and then the scene happens. That that that's all good fun. The, sound, just... the soundtrack was awesome. So I own the soundtrack. If you haven't heard it, you should get it. The score by the score is awesome. And who's the score by? Is it? It's uh, by a chap called. Uh, it's got, I know this answer as well. It's the guy that does a Desperate Housewives soundtrack actually, and his name is Steve, Steve Jablonski. 
Oh, Danielle, Ooh. sorry, Danny Elfman did the soundtrack for Desperate Housewives, but the chap that does all the music yeah. within the show is called Steve Jablonski, and he did the Transformer soundtrack. Okay, it's never ever going to be You Got the Touch, You Got the Power, and the Transformers <laughs> animated cartoon. I'm sorry, but when, <laughs> when that song comes on, and, you know, even though it's, it's a cartoon, I still well up with tears. Because Optimus Prime, this is a spoilers for Transformers the animated you know, movie. <laughs> Optimus Prime doesn't make it. It's a sad moment, but Rodimus Prime, I think I'm remembering that right. He comes in at the end. Rodimus. Rodimus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I swear, I swear, unless I've got it really wrong, he's called Rodimus Prime. Um, Dave, you're on the internet. Please check that out for me. I'm on it right now. I'm on it right now. Some... Anyway, this is this is this is all nonsense. Transformers Two looks. I mean, it looks as good as the first one. If you like the first one, then I'm sure you're going to absolutely love this. Um, but just see it on as big a screen as you can, as from as far back as you can, so that you get the fuller the full <laughs> Now, do you reckon that Megatron's going to come back? You see, yeah, I think he has to. But I don't think he'll come back as as part of the film. I think he'll come back. You know how they do. Uh, when they want to ensure that there's going to be a third film, mm. they'll have it. They'll have him turning up right at the end. There'll, there'll okay, be some. Okay, no, that's a good shout. You're probably you could well be right. Right no, now, it's, it's me the... being cynical. <laughs> no, I think you could be right. Now, this is, so I'm on the movie. Rodimus Prime, you're, you're, yeah. you're completely correct, and his voice, believe it or not, was played by a guy called Judd Nelson. So there you go, and he, he also played Hot Rod uh, as well. Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime were the same character. Rodimus Prime. Okay, well, I always have to say that Transformers the animated movie came out. I loved it at the cinema. Little did I know it was the swan song of Orson Welles, which you know, yeah. frankly, that's not really good. You told me it the other day. I didn't believe you, but I looked it up, and, and it's true. It's, and did you true. know that Le- Leonard Nimoy um, from Leonard Star Trek yeah. was yeah. Galvatron? Yes, he certainly was. So you had in this film, you had Orson Welles, you had Leonard Nimoy, you had Eric Idle. Eric Idle, yeah, I just seen his name. Re- he was Retgar. Retgar. Yeah, he really was. This is great, but this actually leads quite nicely into another bit of film news that we're talking about, because Orson Welles. I'm pretty sure in saying that was his last film involvement. I think um, he check. played. Unicorn. Yeah, if you, yeah, he was he was the big planet unicorn, and um, <laughs> what a way to go! So yeah, what a way to go! I also there was um, Raul Julia, who of course um, I think was a Puerto Rican uh, actor who was in Adam's Family, and you know he's he's been in a, a lot of stuff. His last film was sadly the Jean Claude Van Damme vehicle Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was M. Bison, and it was, I mean, it was the worst film in the world. We're going to talk it about was, Street Fighter, aren't we? Or are we doing that this, now? <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's my segue into this, oh, because, like it. you know, um, Dave has posted, and do check this out on the site, Dave's posted a couple of clips. How many clips is it just the one? Well, I've put one on our site, but if you go to the page, web? yeah, I think it's on, let me just check, I think it's on movieweb.com, and they've got, yeah, movieweb.com, they've got seven other clips, and they are... Seven clips? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not That's sure the if they <laughs> Well, apparently, I didn't. I read another site that if you watch all of the seven or the eight clips, that you'll real mm-hmm. you'll realise actually you can figure out the entire plot of the film. So I, I don't know if these clips are actually legit. Whether someone, whether the the studio has actually posted them and said you know post these up, but um, oh man, they look terrible. <laughs> yeah, but you do know that they're not. I mean, they. I've I read a, a bit of news. Um, this week that they're not going to show Street Fighter um, to the critics beforehand. They're going to just release it. I wonder why. It's never a good sign, is it? But just so that everyone knows what we're talking about, the full title of this monstrosity is Street Fighter The Return of Chun-Li. It's based on the um, 
the uh, the the video game series, and it's got someone from Smallville in it, I think. Yeah, she's as, the character. Yeah, okay, I don't know anything is, about uh, that. I did write it down. Here we go. Kristen, I don't know how you say it, probably Kriuk or Kriuk. Yeah, Kriuk, I think. Um, okay, yeah. So she's in it. She plays Chun Li, and it's it's it, it's going to be vomit on screen, frankly, <laughs> isn't it? It's going to be nothing that's going to be redeeming about it at all. It's frankly the fact that it's getting a, a release is um, staggering. I don't know how they made it, but what's what depresses me the most? There's Michael Clark Duncan, his name is. He's the guy that played John Coffey in Green yes, Mile, yes. and he was he was in Armageddon, which I know is a completely different genre, but still, I, you know, I love that film. Um, but he in in um, Green Mile. That he was he was amazing, and I remember um, that. Yeah, who who you know did did he not read the script before they or even the title? Surely the title <laughs> of Street Fighter. He should have should have shown him some signs, and he should have said, "Do you know what? I think I might pass on that one." But thanks. Yeah. And then they probably said, "Hang on a minute, here's a check. How many zeros? Absolutely. Okay, I'm in." I think he read the check first <laughs> and the script. I mean, I have to say that these 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 types of films films you, you had um in the original Street Fighter, which came out in ninety one, I think you had um it was just a bizarre cast. You had Raul Julia, who was um you know a really well known actor and you know quite respected. And then you had Jean Claude Van Damme, who was Jean Claude Van Damme, and then you also had Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't Kylie Minogue in it. I thought she was. Kylie Minogue was in it, yeah. And um, <laughs> what happened there? I mean, you know, it's uh, she went back to her music career and um, well, she's a biggest star now than Jean-Claude Van Damme I would have thought probably around the world see there's something quite right with the world isn't there really but anyway <laughs> the film's a disaster the update is going to be a disaster I can't believe it's been what 18 years since that was released um, and we haven't improved our IQs one bit In fact, so so anyway, so that's that's the uh, that, that that's the Street Fighter clips that Dave's put up thanks for that yeah check them out youguys.co.uk and if you have anything to tell us if there's anything that you really want to say of course mouth off heyyouguys.co.uk yeah. uh, there's a Goonies theme to this podcast and uh, and indeed our site um, okay Dave we're going to talk about uh, the Bill and Ted then we're going to go on to the Watchmen but Bill and Ted first it was 20 years ago I think three days ago when uh, Bill and Ted was released to the world and Dave you've only seen it once I've only seen it once which is bad what's the second one called because there's two aren't there there's two on there but okay this is it you click on your love film and you you get them both it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure which was the first one which is 20 years ago then you had Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey as soon as this podcast finishes I'm on it don't worry and so you should be because they I mean I I actually did a write up of um, of uh, my feelings about the film and on this site I did um, a write up of the uh, of my feelings towards the film and the fact that it's if you think back to the sort of late 80s early 90s and you think of that sort of uh, Californian surfer surfer dude it sadly it pretty much shaped a lot of um, a, a lot of my personality <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but um, if you if you go on the site and, and, and sort of read my thoughts on it um, it's a really fantastic film and the philosophy behind it is not aggressive in any way it's just kind of laid back and um, you know all-encompassing welcoming and they're so positive you can't help but like them so um, and that you just don't get that anymore so um you know, I'm, I'm, I want to push, you know, push the uh, Bill and Ted out to the world once more because it's been 20 years and frankly, we need them now. Um, so, uh, and also, um, if you're a Bill and Ted fan, then do check out BillandTed.org because it's a site run by, um, uh, I think, a woman called Linda Kay and it's 
just the most comprehensive Bill and Ted site you've ever seen. So if you're a fan or if you're just a bit interested, then do go there because there's an awful lot of stuff. It's an amazing site and uh, it was uh, really interesting for me. So Bill and Ted, it's a fantastic film series. Dave, you must see them. I'm going to put them on my love film. That's the first thing to do, love film. When I, when this, do you know what? I'm going to make a list because I'm sure that this will work. there'll be more films that pop up. That I've never seen. But then, John, we all know there's a few films you haven't seen as well, so uh, make your Yeah, but they're, well. they're The Rock and Top Gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, and I what, Office Space, I'm sure that was there. Office Space, yeah, I've seen in Idiocracy and I really enjoyed that, but yeah. I haven't seen Office Space. Oh, no, Office and that's Space just is brilliant. Have you, seen, you must have seen things like um, Weekend at Bernie's, though, that's sort of the same vein as well. But that's 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 an old film, though, isn't it? So, yeah, Office Space is quite old now. Office Space isn't. Is it? Well, I think it's 10 years. It is uh, 10 years because they had their 10-year anniversary list last week. Yeah, but 10 years ago is 1999, right? So, you know, it's not that long ago. <laughs> Plus, we're children of the 80s. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, okay, Let, let's let's pull this podcast back on track. Moving on. Um, so that was Bill and Ted. Um, Dave, do you want to mention uh, another site that we've yeah, been... Uh, because we've only been running three months, we've sort of been... Um, well, we've taken a little while to work out exactly how to, uh, how to meet new people and... What we did, we signed up for Twitter. You can join us um, on there as well. You can follow us. We're called Hey You Guys Blog. So if you want to follow us on there, that'd be great. Um, and through that, we met a lady called Andy, who uh, is a moderator on thegoonies.org. Um, and they wrote a really nice article about our site. And um, I checked their site out as well. And uh, it's brilliant. It's got everything you could ever want to know about the Goonies on there. And they're doing a um, next year, in, if I think it is, they've got the 25th anniversary of the Goonies. So I can't believe it's that long ago. <laughs> that, um, scary. That it? is scary. And we were just watching it today on Blu-ray because I haven't seen it on that yet. I only got it yesterday. Um, so we, uh, yeah, it's 25 years since it came out. Um, they're going to do a big festival over in America in Astoria where the film, the film was shot. And they're going to, um, I think, basically, a lot of Goonie geeks turn up and um, all with their sloth t-shirts and chunk t-shirts and and uh, all talk Goonies, which, to be honest, sounds brilliant. And I'm hoping that I might be able to go. So um, that would be fantastic. And do, do you know what I have this horrible vision of? Ten thousand people all doing the truffle shuffle <laughs> at one point. I if reckon, they do it in front of the ocean, it's going to create a tidal wave. Do you think we could get the Guinness Book of Records as the uh, the biggest ever truffle shuffle? <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. You should, you should tell, you should tell Andy about that. I'm but sure she'd appreciate. Norris McWhorter was still alive. He could come along with his Guinness Book of Records. And uh... now, you, do you know what, Dave? You've now got me. You've now given me the image of Norris McWhorter doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> which That's is scary. It. Now, is I'm going to be thinking about that tomorrow. And then there's Roy Castle, you know, doing his. Yeah. Uh... I, all like, whenever I anyway, think of Roy Castle, I think course. of a man with a trumpet. But um, That's yeah. It, anyway. It. Yeah, the other thing that they're doing on thegoonies.org is they're creating a video, a documentary all about the Goonies. So that what they're doing is they're getting loads of the old cast back um, and they're interviewing them. And currently on their front page, you've got a watch Jeff Cohen, who is the guy that played Chunk. Um, and he's now receding badly and has not got much hair left um, with a nice little goatee going on as well. But there's a good interview with him there. Yes, yeah, uh, it just he talks about meeting Michael Jackson when they're on the set and going to a gig with him and all this stuff. But it's quite surreal to see someone that is such a legend on the screen now, sort of um, <laughs> slightly older than he was when the film was made, and he's definitely <laughs> lost a bit of weight as well. I'm not sure if he did the truffle shuffle anymore that it would be the same uh, the same effect. 
they see, I saw that, and I don't think he could do the truffle shuffle anymore. I think it must have been, you know, years of getting, you know, asked to do the truffle shuffle, and then you sort of think, I'm going to hit the gym, sod this for a game of soldiers. Um, so, uh, Dave, when's the documentary coming out? The documentary is out. It doesn't say. Coming soon. Oh, hang on. This that What you can hear in the background is the music for the Goonies um, documentary. Uh, that you? comes out... Uh, yeah, just is coming soon, but they've been okay, making it since two thousand and three, so so it could be a while. Okay, so but, but keep checking the Goonies dot org right yeah, for for information. And they've they, got forums they, and uh, loads of people go on there. So yeah, it's a really cool site. Um, Dave, I have to ask you a question. We were we were hoping to get um uh, an interview with Andy, who's um, who's our concept there. Um, a question that I'm going to be asking her when she's when she does come on the podcast is, "Are you a toonie?" Okay, now. Dave, that to me means, are you in favour of a sequel? Second, yeah, I think you've mentioned that to me before, and I hadn't heard it before, but I, I am I just made... on the fence. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, yeah, and I don't know why. I think that if they... Ch- I mean, okay, put it this way. They have to make it a really good film, and I, I think that there is such a love about the Goonies. I mean, we, we share this, right? And, and, yeah. and the Goonies.org obviously have a, have a real love for it, that you wouldn't want to make a really bad second film. It would it would just destroy it. It would just phantom menace the whole the whole thing. And I really think that if they have a decent script and a decent story, I managed to get everyone back, then I'm happy to see it, because, frankly, more Goonies, you know, is, uh, is uh, good enough. <laughs> I like it. Good pun. See the way got that in there. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. But okay. don't you think though that if they did it, I mean, they spent um, twenty odd years getting the new indie and the what's it called, Crystal Skulls. They spent twenty odd years getting that sorted, and that was naff. Yeah, but you know why it was naff? It was because I mean, first of all, Spielberg and Harrison Ford and George Lucas, they all had different ideas about where it was going to go, mm. and it was it was a case that they had to get a script together that all three all three really liked and there was actually on, on, online there were some really good um, alternative scripts or scripts that they were working on within those 20 years um, for a potential fourth film and there's one by Frank Darabont which is just fantastic I think it's Source of Men from Mars or something basically what it did is that if, if, if you see the, the, the Crystal Skull it's, it's basically three or four scripts with a couple of new ones all mushed into one and there's too much going on and I think, again, George Lucas, just he's lost it, man. And if you look at George Lucas's earlier films before Star Wars, if you look at American Graffiti, if you look at THX, you know, 1138, they are visually stunning and he has a real understanding, right? All of a sudden, it seems to be he's got his CGI playground, killed off Star Wars, lined up Indiana Jones against the wall and has, you know, he's, he's taken a flesh wound, certainly. But I, I, there certainly won't be a fifth Indiana Jones, and thank goodness for that. Which is a shame, because it's... Yeah, but it isn't, it isn't, because Charlotte Buff would have to be in You're there right. again. You're right, yeah, no, that's right. There was too many references to him becoming indie. I didn't like that at all. And anyway, exactly. he needs to make Transformers to the day he dies now, so... <laughs> if we're talking in, in five years' time, if we're talking about Transformers 7, then I think we're going to have to... I feel like Back to the Future, to... where, you know, where he's in the in Back to the Future 2, where he goes up to the uh, the cinema, and in the background, I think it's this Jaws 19 or something. It is, yeah, yeah. No, it's really personal, or something like that. <laughs> That's subtlety. Anyway, so Toonies, I think, yes, there should be a Goonies, but we'll, we'll ask Andy when she comes on. Yeah, we'll do that, cool. So, yeah, no, thanks to the Goonies.org for all that they've um, mentioned us, and hopefully now we've repaid the favour a bit. Um, yeah. Cool. Right, films coming up. We have got um, Watchmen. Now, Watchmen is something that, 
we haven't shut up about since just before Christmas, and the reason for that was mainly, one, because it looks amazing, um, two, because they keep bringing out virals and posters, and um, it's in the media pretty much every day with just Watchmen this and Watchmen that. Um, but the main thing was over Christmas, there was this whole faff around um, Fox was suing Warner because they owned the rights to Watchmen, and Warner had cocked it up because they hadn't, um, bought the rights properly off of Fox and stuff but anyway that's now been sorted um, the main thing now about Watchmen is John and I have tickets to go and see the Watchmen at the IMAX I think it's on the 19th of March and we cannot wait can we John? It's going to be simply super the reason for that is because I've never even seen the IMAX cinema let alone been in it and enjoyed a film there so um, and also I'm a huge fan of the uh, of the comic book and pretty much everything else that Alan Moore's ever done. This is only a recent thing, mind you. I just happened to, to, to pick up the Watchmen comic book uh, about, probably about sort of five months ago. Um, and it just, it is the best thing, one of the best things that I've ever read. And I'm really hopeful um, because what I did was once I realized there was a film coming out, I then did a bit of research on it and there were tons of other directors who were in the, in the, in the frame to direct um, an adaptation of Watchmen for the last 20 years or so. And uh, one of um, my favorite directors, Terry Gilliam, he was lined up to, to, to direct um, an adaptation of it. I would love to have seen his interpretation, but he said it was unfilmable. And so now you've got Zack Snyder, who of course has done um, uh, 300. Um, what else has he done? Zack Snyder. That is all I can think of. Was he involved in um, Sin City at all? Mm. I think he was. I think he was, which, of course, you know, shows that he's he's clearly making his way through all the best. I'm on it, uh, baby I, fans. Don't worry. IMDb, the Bible is on his way. But Sin City, I thought, was was fantastic. 300, it had its flaws, but, it you know, it, there was so much slow motion. But, um, you know, it looked fantastic. And I think that with Watchmen, um, he's just going to he's going to bring it to the screen and it's going to be it's going to be great. If nothing else, it's going to make people want to go back and actually read the comic, you know, the uh, the comic book because it's it's a stunning bit of work. I'm really looking forward to it, and that's actually a bit of an understatement. Yeah. So no, we we'll, we promise that once the Watchmen, well, what we'll probably do is we'll watch the Watchmen, watch Watchmen, and then once we've yeah. done that, we will write a review of it, and then we promise that we won't talk about it again until we buy the DVD and watch it again. Ah, uh, you see, now Dave, that's not going to work. The reason for that is because there's talk of a director's cut oh, uh, being released in the cinema, um, and it's going to be like three and a half hours. There's, and I'm, I'm going to slightly spoil the the comic book for you, but they, one of the devices they use is um, they use a comic book within the comic book, okay. and it's just it's it, I mean it's 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 really well interwoven in, into the whole plot, and they actually filmed or rather they've, they've created an animation of the comic book within the comic book, and they're going to not release it. They're not going to intersperse it in the original cut, but then they're talking about having a three and a half hour cut no. with this extra bit put in. So that's going to be fantastic. So uh, we'll be, okay, s- so I, I lied. We weren't shut up about um, Watchmen probably ever, actually. And I I've just looked up Zack Snyder. He didn't have anything to do with Sin City, so well done for everyone that already knew that. Isn't it Robert Rodriguez? Didn't, didn't he do that? No, wasn't it Frank, Frank Miller? Miller? Yeah, Frank Miller, but I thought Robert Rodriguez did it as well. Oh, I think maybe. he was involved in it as well. I don't know. We need to okay, do some, we need to basically, do some more we, we, we suck. Okay. Yeah, we are rubbish. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's only actually directed one, two, three. He did Dawn of the Dead, which I loved. Um, he did one, two, three, four. His fifth film that he directed was 300, and then his sixth is Watchmen. And then it looks like this year, or oh, sorry, next year, 2010, he's got one, two, three, four, five films he's doing next year, so he's going to be a busy boy. That's ridiculous. And he's already got two for 2011. Nuts. Okay, so he's quite busy. He's okay, so busy we're looking forward to Watchmen. Dave Wells is coming out. We have got, right, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Now, 
I am a massive Joe Bruckheimer fan. I'm currently, as I'm doing this podcast, I have a picture of him. I have my Joe Bruckheimer super shelf, which has all of my Joe Bruckheimer films on it, um, including Kangaroo Jack and Curti Ugly, two of which I'm not so keen on, and Dangerous Minds wasn't that good either. But um, Confessions of a Shopaholic, I haven't seen. It's a proper girly film, I think, so it'll be just like Curti Ugly. But actually, Curti Ugly was, was quite good, I have to say. I don't know why it was good. Um, Dave, Dave I, can quite, I, just I, quite, say, I quite liked it. Sorry, everybody. Dave, I have to say four words to you, right? Is it swearing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Confessions of a shopaholic. Yeah, it's not going to be good, is it? You see, the clue is kind of in the in the title. Yeah. I have to say, I'm going to choose to to spend four hours in a toilet. I think rather than going see, see this. The problem um, I've got is my Joe Bruckheimer super shelf has every single movie that Joe Bruckheimer's ever done, including Flash Dance. You, can you do us a favour? Can you take a picture of your Jerry Bruckheimer yeah. super shelf? Is it super shelf? Take, yeah, I've got a picture take, of, of him under okay. it. <laughs> right, I, I, okay. Take a picture of them, put it up on the site. Okay, right, just let, let people know. Uh, and and if anyone out there has a similar Jerry Bruckheimer super shelf, please do email a picture into mouthoffheyyouguys.co.uk. I'm speechless, frankly. Really? Have you not got an anything super shelf? No. Just, just me, just me. Okay, moving swiftly on. So, Confessions of a Shopaholic. <laughs> if anyone's seen it and they loved it, please let us know. Because if it's a Jerry film, can, it can't, can't be that bad, can it? Uh, I won't let John answer. Don't answer, don't answer. So, um, anyway, Gran Torino. Now, all I've seen for this is trailers. And I watched Film 2009 uh, with Jonathan Ross, I think it was a couple of days ago. And I saw a few extra clips that I hadn't seen before. And I quite like the look of it. It's basically about a chap who is played by Clint Eastwood, who is an ex-Korean war veteran who lives next door to a Korean family who are getting bullied, basically, by the uh, local thugs. And he takes it upon himself to to protect them. Um, and it looks sort of a mix between a bit of comedy and um, a serious subject as well. And... It didn't, I think it's been out in America a while, and it hasn't done amazingly well, but I, I like the look of it. There's also rumours that this will be Clint Eastwood's last ever acting film, um, but he, he actually, I think he wrote, directed and produced this, so, uh, sorry, directed and starred in, so I think he's, it must, I mean, he's, I think he's about 74 now, isn't he? I think I he's 80. Is he 80? Thank you, something like that. And I have to say that if you, I've, I, I haven't seen the film, but I've, I've heard a lot of reviews and I've read a lot of reviews. And if um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Basically, it wouldn't surprise me if this was his uh, was his last film. Really? Yeah. I mean, um, the the sort of serious subject that I think it it, it tackles is uh, race in America, and like Crash, I think it does it a bit badly, uh, which is a shame because I, I don't I don't think it needs to. But it's I'm not, not going to go out. That was it. Yeah, you're right. He's seventy nine. Seventy nine. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, no, um, if this is like Dirty Harry, um, just you know, updated and, and and put into like a different uh, a different surrounding, then then great. But I can't imagine there's going to be many more roles. He should do what Woody Allen did and step behind the camera for good. I think he's very good at it. Million Dollar Baby quality. Yeah, you see, I haven't seen many of his films, um, but uh, he was in Play Misty for me, and that's just genius. Yeah. So. No, he's a clever chap. And then he's, I said to Lorraine when we were watching this Gran Torino um, sort of promo on Film 2009 that I reckon he's probably one of the most famous living actors, if not the most famous living actor alive at the moment. Mm, I think you're right. And he has, I mean, he's he's just been in so much and he's, he's consistently, he seems to have avoided making really terrible films or avoided, you know, sort of really negative press in yeah, some ways he's right. above it. 
No, completely. I mean, I, I guess maybe because he's so old. Maybe, I mean, maybe 50 years ago, he was in the press a lot for the fact he was um, a terror. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that, that was before my time, so I don't really know. But but no, you're right. Since in my lifetime, I, don't, I haven't had anything bad about him, really. Exactly. So, yeah, okay. Well, Gran Torino, that's coming out next week, I think. Or is it, is it out now? Uh, no, it's out. Yeah, it's out soon. I think it is next week. It's not out at the moment, but okay. um, it will be soon. Um, but what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to, I think we should skip over Pink Panther. Yeah, okay. Because it, well, it's Pink Panther, what the hell are we thinking? <laughs> um, and, and go straight on into the Oscars, Oscars because, cool. um, okay, um, the Oscars are tomorrow night um, in, in Hollywood. I think it's in Hollywood, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's um, the usual place. It's, by those stars on the floor. Okay, the fantastic. Something theatre. <laughs> I forgot okay. what it's called. That's it. We do our research here on <laughs> how you guys are mouth off. Um, Just so yeah, for our yeah. American is it? I'm, I'm on the, in fact, sorry, this is going to make some sound probably. It's going back. Um, yeah, for our American listeners, just so you know, it's on tomorrow night live on ABC at 5 PT. Where's that? Or slash 8 ET. Pacific um, time, Eastern time. Could be, wrong? could Gosh, be. So we just have one time here in England. <laughs> um, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, um, it's one o'clock in the morning here, over here in the UK, so I'm not going to be staying up for no, it. No, unfortunately, it's a bit too late for me as well, but I'll be getting up early to blog it, don't you worry. I'm going to be looking forward to your blog. Thanks for volunteering today, Dave. <laughs> Very kind. Um, okay, so we've got um, we've we've had the Baptist here, and um, Slumdog Millionaire did really fantastic. Danny Boyle did really well, and it was a really big, um, really big night for the British stars. Um, who were Slumdog. Nominated. Well, exactly. I still haven't seen Slumdog, so I feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> but I will be seeing it pretty soon, I hope. So. Um, what we're going to do now is we're just going to have a look at a few of the um, categories and give our uh, thoughts on um, on who we think is going to be, is going to be doing it, and who is who is going to win. I'm not even sure if the Oscars mean anything anymore. They're they're good for you know boosting a film's earnings and you know for hopefully sometimes it, it's actually showcasing some really good work. But there's a hell of a lot of politics involved, and you know I'm not sure if people look at it and think that's an Oscar winner. I'm not sure if if it has the same meaning. You know, or if it, even if it ever had any meaning. So, you, I mean, I, I think we're still going to be having um, you know, a look and seeing what comes out of it. Uh, I'm just hoping that there's a, there, there's a there's a good result here for people who really deserve it. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on the Oscars? Yeah, no, same really. I, because they're on. I mean, they, they used to be on terrestrial television in the UK, and now I think they're yeah. on Sky. So not only do you have to stay up till one in the morning to watch them, which isn't you know anyone's fault. That's just because it's in America, and that's the time difference. But yeah, the fact damn it, come on, you know. Yeah. Have, oh, what are they? In? Well, they, if if they did it on a you know on a Saturday night at least, then I could stay up and watch it. That would at least work. Uh, so yeah, what? sorry. So so the fact they're on Sky is one thing, but you know why don't they on Saturday night and then at least I could stay up and watch it. This is um, it. I think you should write a letter to your MP, Dave. Do you reckon? <laughs> um, okay, we're going to head straight into this. Um, best actor. Um, right, yeah. Who do you think is going to get an offer for this one? Because well, I've only seen one of the films. So. Nominees, you've got Richard Jenkins, Frank Langella, Sean Penn, Brad Pitt and Mickey Rourke. You can probably guess which films they're from. If you can't, then go to oscars.com and then just click nominations at the top and you'll get the full list there. Or it's on uh, Hey You Guys as well, obviously, so you can see them there. But, yeah, no, so we've got the, the two that... No, so the three that I think it's possibly could get it. In fact, I think it probably is too. But those three are Sean Penn for Milk, Brad Pitt, Curious Case, and Mickey Rourke for The Wrestler. And I think it'll probably go to Mickey Rourke. But I haven't actually... I've seen all of those except for Milk. But apparently Sean Penn's performance is brilliant. See, I, I haven't seen that. The only one I've seen of those so far is Frost Nixon and Frank Langella was, was, was fantastic in it, yeah, um, it was. as was Michael Sheen. 
Um, but I still think it's going to be Mickey Rourke. I think, uh, like the Bathers, who, when he gave the best speech, yeah. it was fantastic. It was so ridiculous. And so Atlantis, when he has had the classic Hollywood, you know, um, rags fall riches, and rise to ri- again. To rags to riches again. Rags to riches. I was, yeah, I was hoping not so, but yeah, I mean, it has been that. And, um, you've seen The Wrestler, right? I have, yeah. Any good? Yes, very good. Um, I would. Uh, the film is called The Wrestler, but actually it's not really about wrestling, I would say. It's more about a, a guy that, is a wrestler um and so but i mean obviously the wrestling side features as well but it's more about a chap who he is a famous wrestler he um then once he's sort of gone out of his prime he then has to struggle to 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 earn a living and to to remain popular and and he's got a daughter who's you know and he has the usual family struggles and it's his performance is exceptional it's um it's really real you sometimes i think you forget you're watching a film and you think it's sort of a true story about about a guy and from some of the um the ways that the other the, the wrestlers that he's have um, spoken about the actual not real wrestlers they they say that his portrayal of a, of a wrestler is, is um is spot on so um yeah it'd be interesting but his it's very good if you haven't seen it you should go to the cinema and watch it which is still on in the uk here yeah see that's what i'm planning to do i mean i i still want to see benjamin button uh, but not for brad pitt i want to see it for david fincher because i love david fincher i've seen benjamin um, button people i yeah. read my review oh, i didn't write a review it's on my comment section andreas wrote a review on um how you guys about it okay. i just didn't it was too long and i just thought this is silly and i found this the character selfish um, but one thing that was brilliant, and I don't know if it's been nominated for, we'll skip on down in a bit, is um, best um, effects because the effects for the way that they do, um, to, they, the way they age Brad Pitt, um, Kate Blanchett, and Tilda Swinton is 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 amazing. It, I, it, they must have spent half the money on the budget just for that. I think they have, and uh, the visual side of it, he's a stunning director, and I think that he has. I'm pretty sure it has been nominated for for, for best effects, and I think it's more than likely going to win it. What I'm concerned about is that um, unlike um, in the BAFTAs when Slumdog really went to town and kind of, you know, won pretty much everything, I, I'm worried that Benjamin Button is Oscar fair, you know, Oscar fair, isn't it? And I, you sort of think if, if it starts to win one in the early stages of the Oscars, then it'll just snowball and it'll get best film, best director, best, you know. I hope that's not the case. I hope, I, I mean, I don't know the order that they're going to present them in, but leading, leading roles will probably be one of the last, won't it? Or will that be I think one it of is, the, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, by then, by then we'll know. But I mean, I just, you know, I've, I've not seen half of them. I just, you know, I'm looking forward to finding out who it is. Mm. Um, Second, we've got actor in a supporting role. Um, so we've got jo- Josh Brolin for Milk. We've got Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. How? Um, we've got Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. We've got Heath Ledger, Dark Knight. And we've got Michael Shannon for Revolutionary Road. Okay, so it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Is it? Yes, it is. It's going to have to be I Heath think Ledger. I think they've put people in there. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder, I just don't understand. How, how is that an actor-winning performance? John, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. No, get it, love, love, film it, and just um. It's it's already on my list. Yeah, uh, but I have I haven't seen Milk, and I haven't seen Doubt with Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I mean he's brilliant, and he's won. I think he won Best Actor, didn't he? Capote, yeah. Um, I mean he's brilliant. Heath Ledger could win it. I I, I don't think he'd win it out of sympathy, but I think his performance it was was, a, it was, was very very good. Yeah, it was very very yeah. good. I mean, it, it, it was. I mean, looking at it now, and you have to say, if, if he had, if Heath Ledger was was still alive, then I, he, he would still be on this list, um, and he would probably still win because it's it's you know it's such a, a complex portrayal in such a fantastic film, and this is one of the Dark Knight's only nominations, I think, which yeah. is 
surreal. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they were thinking of there, but because that was certainly you know one of the best films of last year. Um, but I think if there was a standout performance or a standout standout category in which this you know this would be nominated, it would be for Heath Ledger. And I think he he just owned the screen and he was menacing. He was insane. He was you know he was totally true to it. And I think given the fact that everyone you know the Oscars favorite is Jack Nicholson, right? So he had the the other big performance as a Joker, and you had to you know distance yourself from that. He did it fantastically, and I just think that if he doesn't, it will be a shame. But you know, I think he will. I think he will. But I was reading if you go on, um, I think it was the Times dot co uk. There's an article there about the fact that they don't know they can't give the uh, Oscar to his daughter because she's not old enough to sign the papers saying she won't sell it or something, which is quite funny. I think it's, <laughs> that's good. I'll, not I'll, at all cynical, is it? No, it's um, it's it's a bit weird because okay. apparently they have to sign something to say they're not going to sell it or something, or they have to ask the academy first and then they they can buy it off them for a dollar or something. Anyway, sorry, e- side tracking. Like eBay, okay, eBay and Oscar. EBay, yeah. I'd okay, buy let's let's go on to best actress I'd then. Put on my Jerry Bruckheimer super show. <laughs> Seriously, mate, that's the closest he's going to get to winning. <laughs> I don't think, think he's ever won one, and probably never will. Would, um, it, would it surprise me? Actress okay. in a leading role. You have Anne Hathaway, Rachel Getting Married, Angelina Jolie for Changeling, Melissa Leo, who I've done I've ever heard of from Frozen River, Meryl Street from Doubt, and Kate Winslet for The Reader. Okay, I've not seen any of the films on here. Um, none of them. Which is no, none of them at all. Okay, I know I of them, but that's not good seen... enough. No, it's not. I have only seen Changeling. I really want to see The Reader, but I haven't got around to it yet. Changeling was brilliant, brilliant story. Clint Eastwood directed it, excellent. Angelina Jolie was very good in it. The costume design was exceptional. The performances by everyone were brilliant. John Malkovich is in it, and you sort of forget that because he's in a character that isn't doesn't have a main part really, but plays it so well. You and you really believe that because it's based on a true story, you believe everything that happens, and and you and some of it's just unbelievable. Yeah, no, we're going to struggle on this one, aren't we? Because that's the only one that we've seen. So. Okay. Uh, Let's, but I mean, no Kate Winslet we want Kate Winslet don't we surely uh, uh, only because then the, the joke about her being in yeah, yeah, yeah the joke <laughs> in extras that's extras, what I'm trying yeah. to say thank you <laughs> just so that that'll be a fantastic um, a fantastic joke on everyone I so. hope like, if she does win I hope Ricky Gervais is um, presenting that award I doubt he is yeah. if he's big enough in America but if he um, I hope he does that would be very ironic and very funny oh. <laughs> okay um, we need to move on here let's do um uh, supporting actress. Yeah, you've got Amy Adams from Doubt, Penelope Cruz for uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, Viola Davis from Doubt. Oh dear, this name's going to struggle. Uh, Karaji P. Henson for Benjamin Button and Marisa Tomai for The Wrestler. Okay, now I've seen Vicky Cristina Barcelona, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm quite surprised I've actually seen one of the films as being nominated. She Benjamin was fantastic Button in it. My, my review is up on the blog, um, so so do do uh, do check it out. Okay, um, I love Woody Allen, and this is a fantastic film. She is particularly great in it. So um, so read the review, go and see the film. It's fab. I don't think she'll win. I think it'll go to Marissa Tomei. Do you? Why is that? Because you haven't seen The Wrestler. How do you think? I haven't seen The Wrestler. No, the, the only reason I say that is because um, people who have uh, seen all of this, uh, virtually everyone is saying that they want her to win. Not that she will win, but they want her to win. So, you know, I, so what that means is that I think that uh, I, th- I think they'd be good. I, I mean, you've seen the wrestler. How uh, how is she in it? She's not in it that much. She's probably got. That's not true, actually. She's probably got four or five main scenes. Okay. Um, and she's good in it. Yeah, she could win. She could win. But then we I haven't seen the others, so it's hard to say. 
Okay, so we're okay. Well, that's so fine. Let's let's do, let's do the final two um, because this is where I think it's going to get interesting. Okay, the 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 final two um, uh, awards we're going to talk about is the best director and also best film. It's very similar to the Baftas this year, so you kind of have a bit of prejudice going into it. Ghost I, Dog. I, I, I yeah, I think that okay. Put it this way. Danny Boyle won't win Best Director if Slumdog is Best Film, and uh, David Fincher won't win if uh, if you know if, if uh, Benjamin Button is, is is named Best Film. So, so you think Slumdog's going to win one of them? I would hope so. Like I said, I haven't seen I haven't seen the films, but that's that's what I, I reckon is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a route for Benjamin Button. I think that either Danny Boyle will win Best Director, which would be the coolest thing on the planet, um, <laughs> or uh, or you know, or he'll get or he'll get Best Film. Yeah. I hope so. I Slumdog. If you haven't seen it, you have to see. It's. I always put it in the. I've spoken to so many people about it, but I put it in the same sort of category as if you've seen Son of Rambo or um, City of God or um, what's the other one? Kite Runner, especially the Kite Runner. It's that same sort of film where it's just a rite of passage type thing where um, you just see these kids growing up. Watch the trailer if you haven't seen it, and um, it's just brilliant. And uh, it's also a book. Um, forgot the name of the book, but um, it is Q and A. It's called Q and A, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, because the, the the reason for that is because the the kid is actually in um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and so he's asked lots of questions. And I think in the trailer it tells you this, um, but he uh, I don't want to say just in case it doesn't say in the trailer. Anyway, watch the film; that's it's fun. brilliant. Watch Go and see the film. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Um, so that's why I think it's it's going to happen. I mean, I don't even know if the Oscars are relevant anymore, but it should be fun anyway. Yeah. So and uh, well, it needs to hopefully... get made as well because all the project no, no one wanted to sponsor it. Which is just ridiculous, and when you look at it, and it won like all you know five BAFTAs or something, and it um, mm. four BAFTAs I think, and it um, it's wiped the floor with everybody. It's, it's such a good film. Yeah, at the end of the day, this is why I always think about any kind of award ceremony. If it gets people to see good films, um, then fantastic. You know, I'm I'm, I'm all for it because that's pretty much what you know what what we're all about here is on the blog, especially. Uh, we will give you all the kind of news and, and the reviews that we want, but usually we'll put something in there uh, that you might not have heard about, either old films or new films coming out that you know we may think you're interested in. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm just hopeful that uh, that all the good work um, that people do is 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 going to get recognised. Mm, absolutely okay so Dave we're done for the Oscars and I think we're done for the podcast is that yeah. right well no one last thing I want to say documentary feature the Oscars Man on Wire if you haven't seen it go, uh, it's on DVD in England probably in America as well buy it watch it it's wicked bear with it because it's until the last sort of half an hour and I just found the film beautiful I thought it was amazing the way it shot um, what the guy did um brilliant sorry john go no no no, it's absolutely fine because um man wire is number one on my love film list i can't wait to see it it looks fantastic it looks it's an incredible story anyway and apparently it's meant to done really well so i'm really really looking forward to it so thanks guys for listening for our first podcast hopefully it was okay and it wasn't too boring we will hopefully be doing these we're not sure how often but we'll try and do another one in the not too distant future if you've got any comments we will let you know for sure. Um, if you've got any comments on this one, or just um, stick them in the comments section on the blog on heyyouguys.co.uk. Or if you want to email us with any um, any comments as well, it's mouth off at heyyouguys.co.uk. So um, thanks very much for listening. Um, do enjoy the site, um, heyyouguys.co.uk. Remember, the U is the letter U. Um, and remember... La moto banene primer cajon. La coca y la rapidez banene segundo. La heroína en el de abajo. Siempre hay que separar las drogas.